Welcome to the Root Cause Revolution podcast with functional and integrative nurse nutritionist and energy medicine practitioner, Audrey Christie. Hey friends, and welcome to the Friday Ask Audrey episode of the Root Cause Revolution podcast. I am always so excited to answer your questions and always, always sincerely appreciate those of you that write in through all various forms of, of ways and submit your questions. So I heard from some of you that it was a little bit difficult to submit questions. So I just want to encourage you that you can submit a question however you need to. You can go to audreychristie.com forward slash question, which is always linked in the show notes. You can also text a question to 940-441-7637. And you can also email a question to acm at audreychristie.com. So I hope that that clears things up and makes it at least a little bit easier for you to figure out and find out how to participate in these super fun Ask Audrey Friday sessions. So I have a few questions to answer today. Um, and we are a little bit behind, so I apologize if you have a question that is waiting. Uh, I'm just going in the order that I have received them. So sometimes it might take um, you know two or three or even four weeks before that question gets answered. Please know that if you write in or if you're already a one-on-one client or if you're in uh, the paid membership group, you can learn more about that at audreychristie.com forward slash membership. You always have the option to submit questions that way. All right. So the first question is from Anonymous. It says, hi there. I want to hear your thoughts on Zyto scanning. Is it worthy or is it a scam? Well, Zyto scanning has been around for a a long time. And for those of you that don't know, it's a little device and it's used to conduct, um, let's call it a biosurvey of the human body. It's uses a process called biocommunication. And so in the simplest of simple terms, it the Zytoscanner asks questions of your body and records responses in the forms of signal signals it receives. Um, it's really fast. It's really straightforward. It doesn't cause any pain at all. Um, all of that being said, it it is a tool to get information. However, it is not a clinical diagnostic tool. So what does that mean? So it's useful uh, as an adjunct. If we just can't find what's going on, which very, very rarely happens, then sometimes the Zytoscan will um, point us in the right direction. Um, I have used them in my practice in the past. I don't currently use them in my practice for a number of reasons. Number one, I'm predominantly virtual so that I can help people all over the world. Um, When I did have an in-person practice, I did use Zytoscan um, as, again, as an adjunct to make sure that there wasn't something that maybe we weren't noticing in the presentation of imbalances that a patient has. So overall, I don't think it's a scam. I do think that some people use it in kind of a scammy way. Um, I don't think that it's useful necessarily to only look at it and say, okay, these are just the like essential oils that you need, right? Um, But it, it can be an important tool to see what areas of your body physically and energetically are out of balance. So hopefully that helps to answer your question. If you have more Zytoscan questions, feel free to submit them for sure. The next question that came in is, what is the difference between mindful eating and intuitive eating? 
So if you're just looking at the meaning of the words, they could mean very much the same thing. There is a uh, school of thought. I actually had a certification. I say had. I guess I have a certification in intuitive eating. Um, And so it's kind of become a branded product at this point. Truthfully, uh, intuitive eating includes mindful eating. But when the book Intuitive Eating was published way back in like 1995, the original one, um, it intuitive eating was more eating whatever you wanted, tuning into your body and eating whatever you wanted. And mindful eating is the process of being aware of being present while we're eating. Um, intuitive eating as a sort of instruction guide has about 10 different principles and they, in, they expand into mindful eating, but it also includes anti-diet weight inclusive approach. Um, it's really, really aligned with the health at every size movement. And there are some things about the health at every size movement. I used to be really active in it that I really appreciated and loved. And then as things have changed and it's the, the group has changed. Um, I, I don't necessarily align with all of the principles of the health at every size movement. Not that I don't think that there are a million different sizes, shapes to human bodies. What I don't necessarily agree with is that you can be healthy at any, any, any size as a, as a whole. Um, we know that when the body is healthy and in balance, that excess weight falls off. Now, again, that looks different for every human. That's definitely not to say that there is a cookie cutter shape or size or even body fat distribution for all humans. So I hope that makes some sense. So I'm a huge, huge fan of mindful eating. In fact, I almost insist on it, right? You need to be present and fully aware with the food that you're putting in your body. What I can't get in line with is promoting the free eating of ultra processed foods because I see what happens on the backside of that. Um, I also think that having, you know, that the answer, what, what, what has gotten us in this position is that there are many practitioners, both of the conventional and, you know, the holistic natural methods that their first assumption when somebody that is, um, at a larger size comes into their practice is that, okay, well, you need to lose weight and that'll fix all your problems. And that's not the way it works. You have to rebalance the body. You have to correct nutrient deficiencies. You have to detox. And then that shift happens naturally on its own without dieting and all of those things. So I hope that helps you to understand. All right. For our final question, the question is, and this one was submitted on Instagram. What are your thoughts on fermented einkorn sourdough bread? Does it break gluten down? No, it does not. But, and it's a big, but, um, Icorn, Icorn contains gluten and the sourdough can help soften the gluten similar to you can ease the impact of lectins by cooking your beans, right? Um, it's, so it, the, the wheat and gluten, the, the, the icorn wheat, the gluten in icorn wheat, there, I'll get it out, is not created equal to the gluten in your store-bought bread. So you can think of it like comparing maple syrup to an aspartame sweetener, right? So if you have a beautiful stack of gluten-free, yes, pancakes, hot off the stove, hot off the skillet for your morning breakfast, and by the way, that is not a healthy morning breakfast, but we're going to use this analogy. Um, And if that syrup is made from maple syrup, if that syrup is made from honey, if that syrup is made from a natural agave, um, then it's going to taste really good. 
if that sweetener is made from aspartame, it might still taste really good, right? The difference is what happens inside your body. The aspartame is killing brain cells, causing cancer, doing all that other stuff, while the maple syrup is a relatively unmodified substance that your body, or most people's body, I should say, can process very naturally with minimal damage to the body. Now, in the same way, einkorn has a completely different genetic makeup than modern wheat. Um, modern wheats have been hybridized and they've had years and millions of dollars of research to increase yields and fight plant disease and pests and weather conditions. Um, and that has been part of, but not completely, the cause of people with such a high tolerance to gluten. So, if you are gluten sensitive, you can try Einkor bread. I would recommend getting rid of all gluten for um, 10 to 14 days and then trying Einkorn bread and seeing if a little bit of Einkorn sourdough bread causes an infl inflammatory reaction. Having it Einkorn and sourdough doesn't mean that gluten is... is um, good for you, right? And that it's not damaging your uh, gut lining. However, it has a lot less gluten in it. And it's a little bit, it's a different um, genetic makeup than, than modern wheat. So it can be a little bit better. Einkorn has 14 chromosomes where modern wheat has 42 chromosomes and that dramatically changes the gluten structure. What a lot of people don't know is that gluten sensitivity and gluten allergies are much more complex than just the gluten molecule itself. Often people are having a reaction to the pesticides like glycophosphate and all those things that are sprayed heavily on wheat. Um, additionally, icorn is considered more nutritious than modern wheat because it's got more protein, more fatty acids, more potassium, more beta carotene. It's just in general a more nutritious food. So all in all, is it gluten-free or gluten-reduced? Not exactly. It does have a less impactful gluten molecule than standard wheat. So give it a try. Just make sure you're off of all gluten everything first so you can have a clear picture of what that einkorn does. Have one serving, so have yourself a sandwich with einkorn bread or a nice piece of einkorn toast, and then fast forward um, two to three days later and just notice any changes. It can take 72 hours, maybe even a little bit more before changes are really seen in the body. Okay, so that's it for today's Ask Audrey episode. I'll be back Monday with Energy Medicine Monday. I hope you have an amazing weekend. And remember that I'm always, always rooting for you, friends. Be well. Thank you for listening to the Root Cause Revolution podcast. Be sure and subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. Ratings and reviews are always appreciated.